Welcome back to Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. I'm joined once again by Sarah Lehman for this deep, deep dive way down in the ocean where all those little alien cocoons are. And we're talking about the classic Ron Howard-directed film from 1985 called, wait for it, Cocoon. Here we go. That's the game plan. <laughs> it's, it's a two-step process. Step one is watching Cocoon, and step two is talking about Cocoon. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I guess it's a three-step process, because what are we doing now? This is step one. We're Step one is talking about what we're going to do. Talking about how we're going to watch Cocoon and then talk about Cocoon. We it's a three-step process. Yeah. <laughs> talking, watching, talking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. Um, so... Cocoon is one of my all-time favorite movies. Like, this is one that I grew up watching over and over. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it in a really long time, and I'm about to have a very intense emotional experience. How long is a really long time? I don't even remember. I mean, it's got to have been... I definitely haven't seen it since I moved to Seattle. That's been six years. And it had been years before. I, it could have been like 10 to 12 years since I've seen this movie. Wow. But it's one that I watched over and over. I mean, this was like formative film for me. Yeah. Actually, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Uh, before I ever saw this movie, I saw this weird show. Uh, I don't have any idea what it was probably on PBS or something talking about special effects. Yeah. And they showed clips of several different sci-fi movies and I was very young. And I remember being really into the next generation, just thinking to myself, holy shit, there's some sci-fi out there that I got to see, you yeah, know? Yeah. And they showed like the cantina scene in Star Wars, uh-huh. which I had never seen. It's amazing. And they showed the scene from Cocoon where you see uh, what the aliens look like. Oh. And that scene in particular, I was just enthralled. So this is one of the first like visual memories of my childhood was okay. one of the scenes in Cocoon. Yeah. And I like... S- like freaked out and had to see that movie because it was so cool. Yeah. Um, and I know, I think my mom liked this movie, which is why I ended up seeing it eventually. And then I put the two together because I'm like, oh my God, that's the scene from that other thing that I saw. Yeah. Uh, so, and on top of that, it's just like a great story that I love so much. And just makes me kind of like, you know what? When I was a kid, I liked it because it made me less afraid to grow old. Because they showed these like old people having such a good time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also grew up watching this movie. My dad loved it, but I don't remember almost anything about it. Really? So this is going to be like almost a like a new experience. Totally. Unless for some reason we start watching it and it all like comes crashing back like the wall, you know, yeah. built around my childhood had been broken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. That was horrible. Um, <laughs> you said it with such glee. It was adorable. Um, <laughs> I'm an optimist. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. So what do you what do you think happens? Like if you don't remember it, like what do you think the movie's I mean, about? I, I remember I remember the old people and that's like I, I kind of remember like the way the alien looked. I just remember more like visual things about it than, okay, than story. Um, actual story. So I'm yeah. really excited. 
Well, let's fucking watch it right now. We're gonna we're gonna go watch it. Step one complete. (laughs) We're gonna go do step two. Be prepared for step two. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're not invited to step two. They they can do step two on their own time. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. You complete step two. Yeah. Then come back to us for step three. Yeah. Our step two is private, so you're not invited. (laughs) But step three, you're very welcome to join. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly due to the laws of time and space. Yeah. If everyone, if I could fit everyone in list, that listens to the show in my apartment to watch Cocoon, I would do it. If your apartment was the TARDIS, you could. Yeah, totally. But my apartment is not the TARDIS. <sighs> no. Limited space. Yeah. I got it, four seats in here. Yeah. Tops. <laughs> Maybe, if people want to sit on the floor, we could get like seven or eight people. It's as big on the inside as it looks on the outside. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. The ratio is the same. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Anyway, let's watch this podcast. Okay. Three. Phase two done. Yeah. Phase three happening now. Yeah. Phase two was great. So good. Phase two was really, really good. Yeah. That movie is fucking awesome. It's so good. It's so good. I thought that I was kind of like going to do that kid thing where I would tune out a little bit and like yeah. lose my train of thought. Um, but no. Yeah. It didn't. Happen. It like held your attention the whole time. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that we came up with. High tech tea bag. High tech tea bag. Yeah. <laughs> We came up with a high-tech tea bag because we're drinking this tea that has high-tech tea bags in it. It's amazing. The string is in the tea bag. You just pull it and then, I don't know, it's amazing. It like unspools the string from itself. It's very, very cool. inside the tea bag. Yeah. So it doesn't get like tangled up. It's amazing. Or you have to like unwrap it from anything. It's amazing. It's really amazing. High-tech tea bag. High-tech tea bag. Now we're just trying to come (laughs) figure out what to use that name for because it's so good. What was our we first idea? We should copyright this. We should. The first idea was uh, a movie about a band who makes move music for porn movies. Yes. <laughs> Called High no, Tech Teabag. No, I think the first idea was you said that would be a good name for a, a movie. And I said it would be a good name for a band. So then you said a movie about a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, no, a movie about porno like filmmakers. And uh-huh. so I said, no, a movie about a band who makes porno music. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about this fucking movie. God, so good. So watching it again, like the thing that really struck me was like remembering why I loved it so much as a kid. Yeah. And I think that the reason I loved it so much is because it showed old people having the best time. And it's fucking yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And it made me like less afraid to get old because I was a little kid when I watched this. Yeah. But the idea that there's uh, life that's worth living all the way up to the end of your life is a really interesting concept that I think a lot of, that you'd never see in the media. You know, you never see old people having a good time because people are afraid of getting older and dying. So they don't want to look at old people. So you just don't see it. I mean, that's why when actresses get too old, they get like booted. Yeah. N- people want to focus on young and beautiful things so they don't feel their own mortality. And this movie just throws that away. This movie's just like, look at what being old is like. Like, look at being in a place where your f- friends are dying all around you all the time. It's like living in a dorm where all of your friends are expected to die. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's just like in the beginning of the movie when they're going to the pool for, I think the first time they mm-hmm. walk by their friend's room and their friend is, has passed away. Yeah. Um, and just thinking about what it would be like to live there. And, but at the same time, like having these people just doing things just for pure joy throughout the movie. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, what's, I really like about it too is in in the beginning when they're like walking to the pool and they're like joking around with each other and stuff before they've started to feel young again. You know, it just like it is this like little insight of, you know, when you're old, you still feel the way you've always felt your whole life, Yeah, you know, and like even now I still feel like. I'm in like my early twenties, you know, I don't know why anyone lets me like drive or make decisions, <laughs> you know, cause I still feel like, I don't know. Like I still feel like I'm a kid in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. And so I really like that they kind of portrayed that in this film too. You know, that's like, yeah, it's really you can feel like I a feel. kid your whole life. Yeah. And like, when my grandma passed away, my mom told me that um, she said that she still felt like she was young, like she didn't feel she said, I'm in this old body, but my brain is not that old. Yeah. You know, and so it's like it. It's a nice little reminder that, you know, it's it's in our heads of how we feel. Yeah, you totally. Know? You you make the choice to be what you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And like these people are just deciding to, uh, to feel good. You know, they're just like making decisions to do things that make them feel good throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And then there's, uh, there's the other side of that where you have Bernie, who's the friend who refuses to get in the pool. Um, even though his wife Rose really needs, uh, the jolt of health. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't. Oh, well, we should set this up. So the movie is about. <laughs> haven't you all seen this movie? If there's anyone who hasn't seen the movie, uh, the premise of the movie is that there are these cocoons in the ocean and these aliens come to retrieve these cocoons and these cocoons have alien beings inside of them. Hence the name cocoon. Hence the name cocoon. <laughs> cocoons are a pivotal plot device in this film. Also very interesting. Cocoons. Not used very often in film. Not. Not getting their due. No. Except for the movie Cocoon. Cocoon. And Cocoon, (laughs) The Return. The Return. (laughs) I remember hating that movie, but I only saw it once. Uh, So so these aliens come to pick up their friends that are hiding in these cocoons at the bottom of the ocean. They've been there for 10,000 years. Uh, They take these cocoons and they put them into a pool uh, to wait for, like, to give them life energy, I guess. So they're putting life energy into the pool. And then these old people that live in a retirement community next door come over, use the pool, and start to feel young again. Yeah. Uh, so that's the general premise. They're breaking into the pool. Too. Yeah. They're like. Totally. They're like sneaking in like a bunch of delinquents, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's so great. At, at one point, one of them says, uh, it's not fun if we're not breaking in or something like that. Yeah. 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 Or it's not fun if we're given permission. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun if we're given permission. Yeah. Maybe they give us permission to use the pool. We could arbiter pay something. Wouldn't be fun if we had permission. There's something just so joyful about seeing these three old actors because they are actually like doing their own stunts, diving into the pool, doing, you know, uh, like what are those, what's it called? Uh, when you jump in. Oh, um, cannonball. Cannonball. Yeah. yeah. Wilford Brimley does a cannonball. <laughs> awesome. They don't do their own break dancing. No, no, that upset me. I'm like, if you're going to 
don't have the old people doing anything you need a stunt double for is what I was feeling when yeah. I was watching this. Yeah. Cause they have, uh, yeah, they have that one guy break dance at one point, like spinning around on the floor. Yeah. It was unnecessary. Ridiculous and silly. Yeah. What if we OD? Well, we'll keep an eye on each other. I'll watch him. You watch him. You watch me. Perfect. There's this question during the movie about whether or not it's okay to use the pool because Bernie is asserting that they're cheating death, basically. Mm-hmm. That they're, uh, Bernie's the only person whose name I remember for some reason. Um, they say it like 8,000 times, though. And he looks like a Bernie with his little bow tie like and his hipster glasses. Yeah. Such a hipster, that Bernie. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, he's asserting the whole time that it's unnatural, that they shouldn't be using the pool. And everyone else is like, why not? You know, mm-hmm. this pool is providing us life energy. And it's interesting that. It only becomes destructive when it gets out of control as far as everyone wants to go use the pool. Like all the old people find out about it during this yelling match that some of the characters are having. And mm-hmm. then they all run over to try to use the pool, sucks all the life energy out of it and accidentally kills, uh, I think, two of the aliens in the end. It killed two of them, right? Yep. Um, so it's interesting that it's like individual. The, the I don't know. from I, What I took from that was that the individual decision for each person didn't matter. It was the like the collective decision of a group of people that yeah. caused the harm or, you know, it, does that make it okay to choose to use the pool when it's just a couple of people that can use it? If everyone using it ruins it, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good question because it's like, then who do you side gets to use it? Like if, if someone found a fountain of youth now and said, you know, only three people can use it, like yeah. who would you, who out of everybody would you choose would get to use it, yeah. you know? Um, and so, I mean, and I kind of agree with Bernie on it where it's really? sort of like humans are meant to have a lifespan. Otherwise we would live forever. Right. <clears throat> and so, you know, like I just kind of go when it's your time. Yeah. I, I don't know if, I don't think I do. I don't think I agree with Bernie because Watching those guys like feel good and healthy and joyous is just so wonderful, you know? Yeah. I I can't believe that that's bad. Even though it gets out of hand, it doesn't get out of hand because of them. It gets out of hand because, well, I I mean, they didn't contain the secret well. Well, yeah, that's rule one. If you have like a a secret garden, yeah. You know, magic pool to swim in and live forever. Keep it a fucking secret. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. And act old. Like, don't go winning bowling trophies. Yeah. And, like, climb trees and stuff. Yeah, and Joe, so that's Joe that was doing all that. Like, Joe was drawing all this attention to himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Except, what's his name? Wilford Brimley's wife climbing the tree was so funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. So great. Uh, But, yeah, Joe is the guy who, like, cheats on his wife. He goes crazy with his newfound youth. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the one who, like, makes all these bad decisions. And it was his fight with Bernie that caused everyone to find out about it. Because he... Like yeah. he let it get so loud yeah, because he was too proud. So if anything, I mean, Joe is kind of the bad guy of the movie because there really isn't a bad guy. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a protagonist, you know, I mean, antagonist, you mean antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Even though he's one of your three main good guys. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of nice having because I mean, you can still be a good person and make really bad decisions. Yeah, you know. 
Um, I mean, and he was being pretty typical person and being sort of selfish about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like just wanting to kind of do his own thing. He didn't want to have a bedtime or anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I think that it would be different if it was like something that was kept a really good secret. But now that right. I mean, in the end, it turns out to be OK that everyone knows because they end up being able to take like the whole nursing home. Right. With them. They they offer them the choice to come with them in the end because they can't get the cocoons off the planet because the aliens are going to die. So they hide them back underwater and then offer everyone the chance to go. Yeah. And yeah. then most of them take it up, except for Bernie, who can't leave her. Yeah. Bernie and a few others. Um. So you're with Bernie as far as not using the pool, but you're not with Bernie as far as going to space with aliens. You would you would definitely accept. No, that. I'm saying that I'm not I'm I'm with Bernie in the idea that maybe using the pool under certain circumstances is not OK. Hmm. Like if it's not something that everybody can do, yeah. then I don't think that it's something that should be done because everybody yeah. should have that same opportunity. Hmm. You know, seeing three old guys be really happy is awesome. <laughs> but out of all the old people in the world, three is not enough yeah. to like make that's happy. true. I guess, I guess if we're, if we're talking in yeah real life circumstances versus yeah, no, you're, that's true. Now you're swaying me. Yeah. I guess, I guess what it comes down to for me is like, who is using the pool, you know? Yeah. Like Wilford Brimley's character is he quiet is about the it. Best. He's the best about it. Like yeah. he's really quiet about it. He respects the aliens. He's trying really hard to not, you know, cause problems. And just use this good thing that he's offered. Yeah. Like he, him using the pool, I think is, is good. Yeah. But then Joe using the pool, like Joe goes crazy with lust and with excitement for being young and he ruins everything for everyone. Yeah. Uh, so Joe using the pool ended up being really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess, I think what Bernie is representing is the fact that we, we can't choose, you know, like if something is that harmful, humanity will find a way to fuck it up and that we should, we just shouldn't even try because it's not the natural course of, yeah, of what we're yeah. offered. I mean, and eventually like when our science and technology like gets like hella good and we can <laughs> live forever, then absolutely then live forever. But like where we're at now we're in 1985. Five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, their science is shite. Yeah. It's a load of garbage. Yeah. You don't even have AOL. In 1985, like, what do you know about living forever? (laughs) You still write checks. (laughs) Oh, my God. But Uh. I don't don't know. I mean, I I think that if it was like a real life situation, I would be extraordinarily cautious. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I feel like using the pool is not a bad thing. It's it's who how people react to using the pool. Yeah, that could be a bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like like half of Bernie's argument is that is that it's unnatural to feel mm-hmm. young again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's not unnatural. Yeah. yeah I, I well, I don't care. I mean, I feel yeah. like if you have that opportunity, you take it. Take it. it totally. Know? Yeah. Absolutely, cuz it's like a great thing to mm-hmm. have and it's so cool. It does change things that not everyone can have it. You know, it makes me feel greedy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also like you know, if I were if I were one of those guys, I'd be like, I'm in this situation. I found this thing. I've been given permission to use it. Uh, it has to be secret, and I'm going to respect that, and I'm going to use it. Yeah. I would totally use it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe under those, like, if I, yeah. 
I would probably use it then too. But then even Bernie, like after his wife Rose dies. Oh my God, you're going to make me oh cry. Oh my God, that was so sad. So sad. Yeah, Guys. Bernie brings his wife and tries to save her. He carries God, this her. is a good movie. It's this so is good. a good movie. It's so good. He yeah. goes to like get her medication and he comes back into their room and she's dead. And then yeah. he takes her body to the pool. And he's and just like, like lapping water over her, trying to get her to come back yeah. to life. And then he like asks one of the aliens for help. And so he has this moment when he doesn't care any longer if it's right or wrong. He just wants his wife back yeah. to be in his life. You oh, know, what and a beautiful that moment is so heartbreaking. Sweet. Oh, so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so we all, we all have our, we all have our circumstances in which you, might think that something that normally is wrong is no longer wrong. You know, yeah, I mean, we all totally. have those situations where we're like, this is the one time I could make an exception. Totally. Yeah. You know, something that I latched onto loving this movie for, like as, at a really young age is that it was one of the only things I'd ever seen that showed two sides of an argument where it didn't seem like there actually was a right answer, you know? Yes. And on top of that, everyone who's on both sides of that, like, cares for each other and respects each other and respects each other's decisions in the end. Absolutely. Like when Bernie comes back to say goodbye to everyone at the end, you have this amazing moment where he's like, I can't go with you. It's not who I am. I, but I love you all and good luck. Yeah. And they all just like, and like we love you love too. Him goodbye. Too. Yeah. So exactly. great. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. Why can't we all be more like understanding of our differences and just totally. be okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Like totally. you don't agree with this one action that I'm, you know, taking but that's okay because it doesn't change who i am as a person yeah you know absolutely the world could learn a lot from that <laughs> yeah totally and that's i mean that's why like any any movie that has that message i will love yeah and that's i mean again why sci-fi is my favorite because it so, comes up in sci-fi all the time all the time it's and i so love good. it i love it so much yeah Let's talk about like the, the, spaceship? the spaceship. Oh my oh God. My yes. God, it was so let's good. Let's talk about the spaceship. I was about to say, let's talk about the special effects because that spaceship was astonishing. Oh, it was like sort of there and blurry and kind of weird and out of focus. And then out of nowhere, it was just like super crisp and yeah. like looked so rad. Yeah. God. I mean, this is a model, you know, like this is back in the eighties, the, the heyday of, of model ships yeah. on film. And it's gorgeous. I mean, it's stunningly beautiful. Yeah. It looks, it looks real. It looks real. Yeah. It looks like a real spaceship. It looks more real to me than a CG spaceship does. Totally. Totally. And because you can like look at the light reflecting off of the surface of the, the metal and it's like, that's real. You know, yeah. that's a spaceship. Yeah. Oh my God. Aliens are real. <laughs> <laughs> like, this movie Really makes you believe that aliens are real because the acting is very natural. It's not like mm -hmm. over the top, except for Steve Gutenberg, okay. who's adorable. In but his tiny shorts. Yeah, he's adorable, but not not necessarily good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I love Steve Gutenberg, but not because of his acting skills. No, Just when he's acting, he is acting. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. he's like very obviously acting several times in this movie. It's like, shut up, Steve <laughs> Gutenberg, calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! But That's he's silly. really, really adorable in his little short shorts. He is adorable, and that oh, the girl in this movie, I have such a crush on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> or I found out. Yeah, there's that scene where she's getting in the pool, and you see her butt, and I was like, I used to rewind and watch that over and over when I was yeah. a kid. 
that yeah. that that's a big part of my sexual awakening yeah. is the film a cocoon <laughs> the naked butt scene in cocoon yeah. <laughs> oh man it was so it was so good i like that the aliens were like scary or mean or cruel or nowadays like when you see a movie about aliens they're all gonna try to kill us and destroy mm. the planet and like make us into batteries and yeah fish food and whatever else oh my god you know? you're right that's the other thing that i loved about These, this totally yeah the aliens in this movie are so like kind you they're know reasonable people yeah and they're terrifying at first like when you see when, when gutenberg's being a, a creep and looking at her through the peephole and she takes her skin off and yeah starts being a glowy ball of of girly goo glowiness <laughs> uh it's that that shot is terrifying yeah it's terrifying yeah and she like senses that he's looking yeah. at her and like zooms in it's all scary close. as yeah, shit it's, it's pretty creepy Should. Very quickly, they start talking and realize that they're all on the same side. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, we're just here, you know, just trying to save our trying to save our peeps. Yeah. You know, and everyone else is like, yeah, I would do that, too. You know, yeah, it's like, totally. I don't know. It's there's no crazy misunderstandings. There's like this really great, uh, like empathy for this other life form. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. No story like that would be written nowadays. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, how do they know that these, are they Antarians? Yeah. How do they know these Antarians aren't part of like a evil empire and like coming to pick up their foot soldiers, you know? Like yeah. we don't know. We, yeah. we don't know that. But I thought about that once, like when the boat is being sucked up at the very end. Yeah. And I was like, man, what if once they're on that ship, they're like totally fucked. <laughs> yeah. But like when you watch the movie, I mean, they invite these people to join them on an adventure at mm -hmm. the end. They invite all the old people to go with them after the old people had accidentally killed two of their own. Yep. Uh, these people are immortal. So they've never experienced death before. Like Brian Dennehy's character is like, I've never felt the pain of loss yeah. of, of someone that I was close to before. Yeah. No one I've loved has ever died. Uh, that's so crazy to think about. But and it, at that point in the movie, you don't quite realize that they're immortal because they haven't even really said that yet. Mm -hmm. But it, the whole last act is all about living forever it's yeah. all about having the opportunity to live forever and would you take it and to these aliens living forever i mean they don't understand forever they don't understand the word forever yeah they don't know what eternity is yeah so they just like exist and yeah. that's not necessarily bad you know i mean just because we have a lifespan and that's you know an insanely large part about being human is having a lifespan mm -hmm. um but I mean, those they're natural beings that just don't. Well, yeah. And that's just like when they're uh, when they're inviting them back to. You know, go back to their planet and live forever. He says that um, you will be students, but you'll also be teachers or you'll yeah. be teachers as well. Yeah. You know, and that is really cool because it's like who doesn't want to learn about other life or culture or science i mean just like if i think about everything i could learn from an immortal species yeah that would be like fucking amazing you would just yeah. spend the rest of your life learning and growing and becoming something 
knew every, you know, like that is incredible. Yeah. But then to also say like, you are unique in this situation and you'll be a teacher for us. And, you know, like there's this like cool give and take between the aliens and these old people, you know, it's just like, it's so cool. Yeah. Of course they're not going to do anything bad to them. I know. Right. You just can't believe that they would. Yeah. Yeah. They won't. I can't believe that they would. Yeah. When we get where we're going, we'll never be sick. We won't get any older and we won't ever die. You're joking me, right? So normally in sci-fi, when people are presented the opportunity to live forever, it's Mm -hmm. almost always a bad thing. This is one of the only times, if not the only time I can think of that it's presented in a way in which I would take it. Yes. Yeah, me too. Because it seems like very comfortable and secure. You know, there's like this like weird reassurance from these aliens, you know, and the other guy just straight up asks him, like, do you trust that the other old guy? Yeah. Says, like, do you do you trust these beings? And he's like, yes, I do. And, you know, what's his I don't know. I don't know his name. Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. Wilfred. (laughs) Brimley? Yes. Okay. But he's like... He's, got, he's the guy with the diabetes. Yeah. He's like... I don't know. He looks like a grandpa. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you trust this guy? Yeah. You know? Totally. And so when he's like, yeah, I, I believe them. You're like, okay, so do I. Yeah. Obviously. I believe you, Wilford Brimley. Yeah. And if you believe them, then let's go to space. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like... In the earlier part of the movie, he's giving his grandson you know, advice and his grandson's like confiding in him. And so he's like a good stand up man yeah. that you could talk to, you yeah, know, totally. so, like, I don't know. I believe him. <laughs> I believe him about yeah. my diabetes. Yeah. I don't have diabetes. <laughs> well, you should get checked. I will. Okay. And the new civilizations that we'll be traveling to will be unlike anything you've ever known. But I promise you, we will all lead productive lives. Forever? We don't know what forever means. There's something about, like, meeting those aliens who are so kind and so, you know, I mean, they're only there to help their friends, you yeah. know, which is super cool. Um, being able to see the galaxy through their eyes is so enticing. Yeah. When they say, I mean, the places we'll be going like unlike anything you've ever seen, you know? Yeah. It's I'm, it's like the, if the doctor just crash lands with the TARDIS in my apartment and reaches his hand out and says, do you want to see all of time and space with me? Yes. You, know? you go. Yeah. You go, yeah. you go, you don't look back and you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I would totally go without hesitation. Yeah. Either. Yeah. I think the whole living forever thing would be like very secondary to me to being able to go out into space with those people. Yeah. To just be able to experience it. Absolutely. Because when, when else would you get an opportunity like that? Yeah. You know, I never, (laughs) exactly, exactly. It's just sort of like, I feel, I don't know. I, I feel like if there's something that is really just such a rare opportunity, you just fucking take it. You take it. You don't think about it. No, you know, you take it. Yeah. You just go for For it. It doesn't matter what it, costs you just do it because it's a chance to experience something new that you would never have the opportunity to experience otherwise and there's ways around living forever 
Yeah. Yeah, you can figure out a way to die if you really had to. Yeah. I mean, eventually, two of those guys died. Yeah. You know. That's true. So, but no, I mean, I I think it's, yeah, I think the living forever thing, that might be the motivation of why they initially want to go, but I don't think that maybe that's the reason why they all end up going. I think it's the feeling of of joy and, yeah. and health. Yeah, that and experiencing makes something them want new. to go. Because when they get in the pool, like the way that they feel after that, they can't live without that anymore. They all know? talk about how they got boners. They all have boners. <laughs> that scene is adorable. You too? You got a boner too? Blue steel. Cat couldn't scratch it. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> We're in the mood for love. Simply because we've got one. <laughs> it's so adorable. Oh, my God. And then they all, like, seduce their wives. Oh, my God. It's so cute. It's, I love that scene. It's awesome. And that one guy goes to hit on the, the dancing girl who he ends up proposing to later. Yeah. Oh, I love them. They're and they so get married cute. before they go to space together. Yeah. So cute. It, like, Joe lying in bed with that, like, cocksure look on his face. <laughs> his wife comes to bed, and then she's like... Ooh, <laughs> she makes this adorable noise. Oh, yeah, it's uh, awesome. It's so good. What I take from this movie overall is just, just like don't forget to take moments of joy for yourself in your life. Yeah, and do things that make you happy. Yeah, you know, be good to the people around you that support you. You know, and I mean, be good to the people around you who don't. Yeah, yeah, and like if. If you meet aliens and they need your help, like, just help them. Just help them. You know, just be a like, the, it's just be a good person is yeah. the moral to this story. Yeah. It doesn't matter to who. It doesn't matter to what species or if they're on Earth or not. You know, just like be a good person. Take care of yourself. Take care of everyone around you. Yeah. You know, and I love that. That's the way that it should be. What's that thing from Bill and Ted? Like, be excellent to each be other. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good. I love it. Yeah. I like that. I like that they um, kind of made the aliens like sort of humanoid. But then when like Steve Gutenberg is going to like get it on with that lady in the pool, but she like leaves her body and then she's just like this ball of light. Yeah, I like that. That's I like so I like when aliens don't have like a very clear cut form because they won't look like us. Yeah, we just can't imagine anything else. So it's like yeah. just kind of. Take it away. I don't know. Yeah, I, and the idea like that, that like the sexual like practice of another species is like just so far removed from what we could possibly imagine. Yeah. 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 That's like so cool. Yeah. I love that. Oh. <laughs> this is foreplay. I'm a dead man. Have you heard like the talk about digitizing consciousness? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about that when we were watching this because as far as living forever is concerned, this is the first thing that's ever come up through like science, theoretical science that is, you know, something that I could imagine actually happening in my lifetime. Yeah. The idea that consciousness is digitized and you can upload yourself mm-hmm. uh, or upload your, your consciousness to a server and then live digitally. Yeah. I and mean, this is something people are talking about. Yeah. And that's like the type of immortality that to me seems completely not worth it because like we don't really know. I mean, it just completely dis- disregards the mind body connection like yeah. most of Western medicine does mm-hmm. where 
you know, the way that you're, I mean, the way that you feel is so dictated by your body because like we're just in our body all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about that watching this movie also because you see these old guys who like, you can see that getting some of their vigor back just makes them like so happy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So like if you take the mind out of the body, like there's no way to know what that feels like. Yeah. And there's no way to know what damage that could cause. And to me, it's not worth it because you ask someone once they've done it, maybe they can't possibly know what they've lost. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, like in, in real life, I don't I don't think that that is like would be really worth it to yeah. disconnect your consciousness from the rest of your body. If that's the price of immortality. It, yeah. But yeah. also, I mean, how much of it is your body controlling your mind or your mind controlling your body. I mean, it could be the other way where without your body, like it doesn't make any difference because your mind is in control Mm. of your body anyway. Interesting. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't know how I really feel about, I think that the two play a huge part. Yeah. I don't think that one is necessarily more in control of the other. I don't think so either. I just think that they're like inextricably linked and in that if you take one away from the other, the basically like that would be the cost of immortality. It would be too high a price. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also just think that, um, I mean, I wouldn't want just my mind to be in some alternate reality that was also just created by someone else's mind. Right. Like I don't want to live in someone else's mind. And that's to me like uploading your consciousness to the internet. Like the internet is full of bullshit. <laughs> like I don't want to live there forever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, totally. Um, But if I could get on a spaceship and actually go physically to a different place. Yeah. All like, in. Yeah. Totally. All in. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like, I've always been one that would say like, I would never accept immortality. Like, Oh, I, I say that what to people when I'm watching fantasy movies and yeah. we're like, would you do that? And I'm like, nah, no. bro. Yeah. I'm that's, better than that. My answer's always no. <laughs> but then like cocoon comes along. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yes. Take me to space. Yeah. Well, because if you're a vampire, immortality seems like it sucks. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But if you're an alien from cocoon, seems not great. so bad. Seems great. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is situational, especially yeah. when aliens are involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I think that immortality would be for me, it would have to be a side effect of my situation. Yeah. You know, not like a reason. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that is what it was in this situation. Yeah. Uh, I love the music in this movie so much. Yeah. They do something really interesting that I I can't remember hearing in anything else, but like they have an orchestra playing, but then they warp the recording just a little bit. So the tones kind of sound like a little bit of a warped record. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it sounds like a slow oscillator on a synthesizer. On this watch through, I realized that that is the sound I've been looking for when I like design sounds yeah i'm trying i'm I'm like trying to recreate something and i don't know what it is it's that <laughs> like yeah. that that sound is all over my album yeah uh, yeah but made with the synthesizer yeah it's, it's, it's really like, good uh, it's very much like 
the sound that I was trying to create when I made the lead for Elliot. Yeah. The lead line for Elliot. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really nice because it's like not. Again, it's not scary like alien music, you know? Yeah. Like usually sci fi music is, you know, either like really sad or it's dangerous. You know, there's some sort of like extreme emotion, but this, like the music felt very like calm yeah. and like peaceful, which yeah. has a lot to do with the way you feel about the aliens and like. Totally what they're up to because like no destructive alien could go about with that kind of soundtrack that kind of soundtrack <laughs> it would be so much easier to make life decisions if life had a soundtrack like when you go into the tax office to apply for a loan and everything what's the tax office i don't know what that is i think that's called the the bank <laughs> when you go into the bank to apply for a loan and like the music gets really tense, you're like, oh shit, I gotta be careful. Yeah. You know? Yeah, read the fine print. Yeah. Or if, if you meet aliens and the music is super chill, you're probably in for a good time. Yeah, yeah. Just go along with whatever they have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. That would be awesome. I think about that just like driving to work. Like, what would be playing on my soundtrack right now? And sometimes if I think of like a sad song, it makes me feel really sad. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm watching. Like, I'm setting up a scene for my own movie. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. Soundtracks matter. Music is powerful, man. Yeah, it is. It is powerful. It makes me feel crazy things. Yeah. I've realized recently that I think I... Well, that's a whole... Never mind. <laughs> I don't want to tell that story. Cool. Um, Atreyu is in this movie. No, Bastion. Oh, Bastion. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Atreyu is the... Yeah, the guy. little kid was yeah. the kid from uh, Never Ending Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Recently, I saw that the childlike empress, the actress who played her on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Like she basically has an entire career of going to conventions and being the girl who was the childlike empress. Oh, I think that's awesome. You think, okay. She seems very happy. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. And as she still she... looks very similar to when she was a little girl. Yeah. yeah. I was always kind of afraid of her as a kid. She looked just a little too like... I don't know. Weird. She just looked weird <laughs> to me as a kid. Oh, I love like that she movie. was super pale. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it's just like I felt like she was just like dangerous or something bad. It was going to happen. I don't yeah. know. That movie used to scare me. Oh, it's very frightening. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. I love it, though. I love it. Uh, and I was so so when that kid came on screen, I thought it was Tim from Jurassic Park. <laughs> then I went on I went on. uh on uh, IMDb, and it wasn't. It was the kid who was Bastion from yeah. Neverending Story. Yeah. And I, my my brain exploded. Yeah, it's amazing. He yeah. looks exactly the same. Yeah. He plays a good little character, though. Like, the insertion yeah. of David, the little grandson. Yeah. In Cocoon. It, in yeah. Cocoon, yeah. It makes, like, a really good... It makes you more, like, emotionally invested. Right. There's something worthwhile... That you have to leave behind. Yeah. For for Wilford Brimley. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's his grandson. Yeah. Not so much his actual daughter. No. But the doesn't grandson. seem to care about her that much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his wife cares about the daughter, though. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. They're so cute how they care about each other. I love oh, it. Oh, it's so great. There was a lot of misogyny in this movie that I didn't pick up on as a kid. Yeah. Uh, like seeing this older generation where, you know... The the guy back in the day when a guy's romantic gesture was kneeling on your porch and singing to you, mm -hmm. you know, which was adorable. Yeah. But uh, it's that generation where like the man makes the decision for the woman. Mm -hmm. um, 
Like Bernie decides for Rose that she can't use the pool. Yeah, and she... She doesn't even say anything about it either way. Yeah, but her facial expressions like kind of imply that she wants to. Oh, you know, totally. Because I yeah. mean, she's facing her own death and nobody yeah. wants to do that, even though, you know, you and I can sit here and say like the price of immortality is too high or whatever, you know, faced with her own death. Like, would we still feel that way? You yeah, know, but who knows? yeah, he's just like, nope, you're not going to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like he regrets that later oh, when he tries sure. to go you know but yeah it's still kind of this implied like you know ladies don't get to make their own decisions and just, it's frustrating yeah it's it's very and also steve gutenberg is the biggest creep i did not realize as a kid what a creep he was i feel like he's a creep in all his movies i i'm gonna go have to go back and watch uh uh short circuit again to find out yeah but also watched like he's in the police academy movies, which are just like awful anyway. Yeah, he was so creepy and like spying on on the girl through his little peephole. Yeah. And I don't know why she was interested in him. He's a horrible guy. Like he 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 gets better through the movie, but in the first like half of the movie, he's terrible. He's just kind of lying to everyone to try to keep in business. And uh, he's like pretending that he knows things when he doesn't he's like trying to mansplain how to fix the engine when he has no idea yeah like shut up steve gutenberg yeah yeah i mean yeah it is that whole like kind of macho guy thing from the 80s you know where it's like you have to know everything and i don't know but yeah he's like an awful like gross person yeah in the beginning i did not pick that and up as a kid i loved him as a kid yeah i don't know why the lady alien gets all into him because yeah. like she catches him like peeping on her yeah and then i don't know he gets all freaked out because he like sees an alien which is totally valid yeah that's a good a good yeah thing. i'll probably that's freak it. out if i ever see an alien yeah um, but then you're gonna try to fuck it just like he did <laughs> I think I would ask it a lot of questions first. Uh, yeah. The last of which would be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but I feel like for a really advanced civilization who lives forever, like she wouldn't have time for that. She'd be like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like you're gross, you know, <laughs> but we're also assuming that she's a she. Yeah. You know, well, I think what we've learned here is that, no one can resist the goot. <laughs> the goot. <laughs> it's that curly hair. Yeah. He has some pretty broad shoulders, too. Yeah, he looked great in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, all the all of those things are, like, small. They, they don't really detract from the movie for me. Because it's no. not presented by the filmmaker as a positive point of view. I feel like the, like the filmmaker's not really presenting a point of view. They're just trying to show you what happened. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah, that does not happen anymore. No, it does not. It's very rare because, yeah. uh, because you have to draw your own conclusions from it and people get frustrated by that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, But what I love about it is that like several people could watch this movie and all come away with something completely different. Like someone could watch it who Steve Gutenberg's character is like, it's like, oh, man, I want to be like that guy. He's so cool. Yeah. Uh, where I'm like, that guy's a chode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But And still get to the same place in the story where, like, everything in the end is just so magical and wonderful that they're still going to like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. There cool. is something really magical about 
about all of this movie, you yeah. know, and I don't I th- I think that what it is is just how much everyone all like cares for and respects for each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that is to me, that's like the main theme of the movie, because like if the aliens didn't end up really caring for and respecting like all these old people, like why would you bring them with you? You want to live forever with a bunch of people you don't really like that much, you know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you generally marry like one person, right? Because you're like, you're the person that I could stand forever. Right. Nobody else. Totally. Could I be around for this long of a time? You know? Yeah. It's pretty huge. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's and so cool. I think that that's like really, I think it's really cool that they become like invested in each other yeah, and they care about each other's livelihoods and whether they're going to even live or not, you know, yeah. let alone forever. Totally. Yeah. It's awesome. I felt it tonight. Well, I always felt it as a kid, but I felt it again. This like insane, intense, like yearning to see what's inside that spaceship. Oh my God. So yeah. powerfully. How is it laid out? Cause the outside is so cool when they're going up inside and you see this like look of wonder on their faces. And then one of the alien guys waves at someone Yeah, and then they, they cut to a far shot and you see the ship go inside and it closes and leaves. I'm just like, Oh my God, let me in there. Let yeah. me in there. Yeah. I have the same thing with close encounters. Yeah. At the end of close encounters uh, where like my desire to go on the journey is so palpable. Yeah. And so intensely strong. I also, I really felt that at the very end shot when they show the spaceship going to like the big glowy like planet thing. Or it looked like a maybe a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. System. Oh my God, that last you shot know, is gorgeous. But yeah, it's just like what lives there. I know. Like I. I don't know. I think the spaceships are cool and I want to see them, but I always want to be on the planet. Like I want to be like my feet on the ground of like someplace new that looks totally different from anywhere that we know of. You know, I just I think that would be so awesome. And I yeah, like they made me feel that. Oh, my God. So hard. Yeah. They gave me a total sci fi boner. Yeah. (laughs) Like very hard sci-fi boner at the end of this movie. Like that's, that kind of shit. of our other band. Sci-fi boner. <laughs> sci-fi boner. That kind of shit's like what I sing about, you know? Like that's what I'm. Yeah. Like those things are what capture me so intensely that I just have to put them into song. Yeah. And it's, it is amazing that anybody could make you want something so bad. I know. That's oh my God, so, so cool. unrealistic. I'll never leave this planet. I'm. A hundred percent sure of that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I'm like ninety nine percent sure that I'll never leave planet Earth. I don't think. Interesting. I'm only like at sixty five on that. Really? Yeah. I think there's a shot. I think I got a shot. Of How? Leaving. How? How yeah, are you like leaving? SpaceX and all this stuff. I think that it's gonna, you know, it'll become like airplanes eventually. It'll become more and more affordable within within our lifetimes. I think it's possible. I think you it's think possible. So? Yeah. Either that or I will become a podcasting 
sci-fi synth pop kingpin with so much money that we're both going to space. Okay, well then. So donate to my Patreon. I already <laughs> So Sarah and I do. can go to space. <laughs> oh, I thought you were telling me to donate. <laughs> well, you're. <laughs> Everyone else, You're please. helping your own cause. I really want to go to space. I should add that as a Patreon goal. <laughs> if I, if I get, if I get like 20, like let's say $20,000 a month. Yeah. Then you and I go to space. Yeah, we'll buy tickets on uh, SpaceX. Yep. Yeah. I'm adding that. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with you. Now I feel, now I'm down to 65%. Yes. Sure that I. Yeah. High five. That was a pretty good high five. That was a very good high five. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've practiced, but we've got it. Yeah. We don't we know really we're need to practice high fiving anymore. We've done the no, leg now, work. Now we're just performing. You know, yeah. we don't have to practice anymore. We're we showing just, off our high five skills. Yeah. We just play the show. You know, we don't rehearse anymore. Just do the game. Don't need to. Yeah. No. We know all the words. It's fine. <laughs> what were we talking about? Going to space. Yeah. The beautiful spaceship. Oh, yeah. Like seeing another planet. Yeah. I, I love that. It's always been one of my favorite. Th- it's my favorite um, part in contact is when oh, yeah. she is not on Earth anymore. You know, yeah. just like I, I love that. I love the idea of physically just being somewhere else just to see, just to yes, see it, totally. you know, like just to see it. I mean, if you if you learn something, which, of course, you will, then that's great. And, you know, if you can come back, that's better. But just to see, just it, to see it, you know, yeah. God, that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Just to feel the ultimate smallness. To see how small you really are. Yeah, yeah. Because it's something that I can imagine really, really well. Yeah, is, totally. Is my own smallness. And I love it. I yeah. love it. It's one of my favorite feelings to be humbled by that. Yeah. To be tiny. Yeah. It's to so be tiny. mini. Yeah. That's my dream. Yeah. To be a mini. <laughs> Sarah has a... A little obsession with miniatures. She likes to collect tiny things. Not miniatures like someone made a tiny house to look tiny, but like, oh my God, this is the smallest ketchup bottle on the face of the earth. Yeah, or like, yeah, the the tiny, like I have a teeny, teeny, tiny little vintage salt spoon from when (laughs) people could only have like three granules of salt a day. Like it's so tiny. I love it. Without fail, every time you you talk about anything in your collection, it ends with "It's so tiny." I can't, I can't help it. I, I can't help it. But my dream. I'm so glad I have one recorded. It's my favorite thing that you do. I love it so much. It's so great. Uh, I'm gonna uh, listen to that later. It's gonna make me happy. I'm glad that I could give that to you. Oh my god. But yeah, that's my dream. Go to another planet. And be a tiny. Be, be a tiny. Be, be my own tiny mini thing. I'm so tiny. <laughs> All right. That was great. Let's stop. Okay. We're, that was it's not going to get any better than that. All right. That was awesome. Cool. Thank you for coming back. You're, you're welcome. Thank what, you for having me. Oh, what are we doing next time? You, you mentioned a movie we should do. Oh. My, my, my. Grandmother, my stepmother's an alien. My stepmother's an alien. Yes, Dan Aykroyd. I've never seen it. it. Kim Basinger. Okay. And um, John Lovitz. 
Oh my God, I'm in. It's the best. I is, So it's a comedy. Yeah. It's a movie that I watched relentlessly as a child growing up. There's this weird eye in a bag that does a great Carl Sagan. Oh my God. Like voice. And I'm it in. was like one of my favorite things. It's so good. Okay. And funny. I'm so excited. Yeah, you'll love it. That's awesome. I rewatched Galaxy Quest a couple nights ago uh, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. It, that movie's so fucking good. So good. I haven't seen it. You have got to watch. Oh my God. We'll do that in the future. Okay. Yeah. What do we call this segment? Like Jesse and Sarah's movie club. That's stupid. No. Um, I don't know. We got to come up with something. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Let's call it. Let's call it our techno tea bag time. Our techno tea bag time. <laughs> this week on Jesse and Sarah's techno tea bag. <laughs> Because you're drinking tea and watching movies? No? Yeah. I don't know. High-tech tea bag. High- not, not oh, yeah, not tea techno. Bag. No. What's wrong with me? High-tech tea bag. High-tech tea bag. Cut that part out. I'm, I might. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Well. Oh, and I really want to see either Arrival or Passengers, or hopefully both. Yes. But I feel like I might miss Arrival in the theaters. Yeah. But we'll, we'll do this again. We'll talk about more movies. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Yeah. 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 Yeah.